So I have vanavond my hele praat oor Jonas, the boss of me. Ek weet, het klink baie attitude vibe, maar het gaan maar net oor not letting your emotions have control over you. So die topics waar ons gaan vanavond praat, ons gaan net oor die eerste drie hierdie week praat en oor die volgende drie volgende week. Die source, waar vandaan kom ons emoties en dan guilt en envy, gaan ons vanavond bespreek. Ok, so eerst punt, the source. So ek gaan eerst sal met julle bykie journey door Matthies 15. Dit is nogal die hele mond vol. Maar gaan my net ons lees. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. Baie simpel, hulle was bezig om te eet, die Pharisees was opzet, want hulle het nie hulle ander gewas nie. He answered and said to them, Why do you transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses his father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites, while the desire prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. When he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear and understand. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if blind leaders lead the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Then Peter answered and said to him, Explain this parable to us. Okay, so this word now real rock. So Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? <laughs> but those things which proceed out of the mouth comes from the heart and they defile man. For out of the heart precedes evil thoughts, murder, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. So, ons gaan nou vanavond praat oor hierdie, oor wat ook al van jou hart afkom, is wat jou defile, nie dit wat in jou mond ingaan nie. En dan het a quote van Andy Stanley, God isn't concerned with how our actions affect him. The law wasn't given to make God happy and to manipulate you, but it's given for your benefit. So ons allemaal weet, die wet is gegeen om juist vir ons te wees, ons kan dit nie doen in ons eie kracht nie. Ons is menselik, ons gaan foute maak, dit is juist vir ons benefit dat ons gedraai word na Jesus toe. Ok, so, soos wat ons weet, everything flows from the heart. Proverbs 4 vers 23 Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Our hearts are exposed when we let the emotions control us. 
what's inside will eventually come out and spill on those around us. Okay, so I can now have an assistant nodig. Lisa, I can you go in at the comments, please. So I can see a box. You can all see those ping pong balikis in there. Okay. Lisa, I can now find the box skit viciously. Okay, I'm going to not eat that all So, het die geskitterij bepaal wat binnen die box was. Ons het klaar voordat ek so het, daar is pingpong balletjies binnen in die box. Ok, so, wanneer ons dier moeilike omstandighede gaan, die box word geskit, dan kom die emoties uit. Maar, die omstandighede bepaal nie wat binnen jou hart is nie. Dit was klaar daar. So, ons allemaal ons baie goed om jy om die rechte acties te doen, om altyd nie maar beheer jou temper, beheer dit, doen dit, doen dit, doen dit, in plaas van om dit wat binnen is, net te fix. Ok, so die goal for your teaching is, get better at monitoring your heart, not your behaviors. Monitoring your behaviors is suppressing the emotions in your heart, and it will eventually spill out. So baie keer as iemand verskrikkelijk kwaad is, dan sê hulle eindelijk vir jou wat hulle van jou denk. Of die emoties dat die gedagtes kom dan eindelijk uit, want dan het jy nie meer jou keep it cool nie, as dit sin wil. So dit is nog ons moeilik, want hoe monitor ons ons hart, hoe, hoe doen ons hierdie ding, maar luckily, we have Jesus. Ok, Matthies 11, vers 28 tot 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. John 14:27 Peace I leave with you my peace I give to you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid Okay so ons is now the source hanteer ons weet nou okay ons emoties kom van ons hart af so kom ons hanteer nou verskillende emoties en goed wat ons experience en hoe ons dit dan nou moet monitor Okay so die eerste emosie wat ons gaan hanteer is guilt Ek geloof ons allemaal het al ergens in ons leven skuldgevoelens ervaar. En ons sê altyd, jy moet nooit skuldig voel nie, jy moet nooit toelaat dat guilt jou beheer of enigste type goed nie, maar dit is nogals moeilik. Ok, so wat is guilt? Guilt is the emotion associated with acknowledging when we have done something wrong. Dan is daar ook twee types guilt. So die eerste een is Guilt, because you are guilty, so jy sal overwhelmed voel, jy sal baie skuldig voel, en alles is net plein eenvoudige guilt. Dan is daar die tweede type, guilt that you don't feel, because you are guilty, but it's too overwhelming. So jy suppress dit, jy sit dit weg, nie, maar ek gaan dit nie aan dink nie, dan gaan ek die skuldig voel nie, so jy maak verskonings. Ok, maar ek het dit gedoen, omdat die persoon dit of dit of dit gedoen het, jy maak al excuses, en jy suppress dit. So daar het eindelijk die gevaarlike jyne. Making excuses gives power to that guilt. Okay, so what in guilt? Guilt veroorzaakt that ons a debt-debtor relationship heet. So ons skuld vir iemand iets. We took something from a person, you hurt them, with our actions, so we owe them an apology, of you owe om in a recht te gaan maak, om die situasie recht te gaan maak, of wat ook al. So ons skuld vir hulle iets. So die white, as mens net denk aan die woord skuld, is dit al klaar die gewig op jou skouwers. Hoe weet die van julle? Ek het nog die skuld daarom nie, maar julle verstaan. <laughs> We don't experience guilt as a debt, but as a weight. Guilt throws us off balance, as gevolg van die gewig wat op ons kouwers le. 
guilt evolves into anger if not resolved. So dit kan wees anger tot men self, maar ek is nou kwaad vir myself, hoe kon ek dit doen, en al die skuldgevoelens wat samen kom, of toch kwaad of woede vir die ander persoon of die ander partij. We don't want to face our guilt because we know we can't undo our actions. Okay, so ons gaan nou praat die verlede. <laughs> so the past was not designed to be left completely behind. It is part of our story, but if not resolved, the guilt comes with that story. So you draw that psalm, that is, that how you're fastgevangen, that is soos hierdie tronk, wat vir ons altyd mos praat, want as jy vergewe en alles, dan laat jy gevangene vry, net om later te besef, die gevangene was jy. Favorite song van Kaleidoscope. Basis net die prentje wat ek hier so net wil skets vir ons, is dat die guilt wat ons dra, soos hierdie groot moviese clip wat ons op ons rug dra, en hoe rok jy nou ontsla van dit? Ek is ons allemaal ken Pauls story. Hy het baie aangejaag voordat hy na die heren toe gedraai. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Because through Christ, Jesus, the law is of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son, a love boy, in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So hy het baie aangejaag, maar hy het tot hierdie revelation gekom, dat daar is geen condemnation vir ons. So Paul carried more guilt than any of us. Ek meen, hy het gelovig is gechais en doodgemaak en getorture en alles. This is kind of intense. He didn't deny his guilt. Hy het nie deny dit wat hy gedoen het of die guiltgevoelens wat hy gehad het nie. Hy het dit een naam gegeen, hy het besef dit is dit. But he documented it and didn't let it define him. But he discovered that there is no condemnation against him. He didn't pretend that it didn't happen, but he faced it without that condemnation because of Jesus. Those who surrender their guilt to Jesus will not receive condemnation. The law can't restore you, but it reminds you that you're guilty. En nou wil ek net weer eens die versie vir julle lees. What the law was powerless to restore, God did by sending his son. So ons weet dat Jesus het gevat dit wat ons deserve het. He took what we deserve for, for the guilt on himself and took that condemnation so dat ons het nie hoef te vat nie. You are guilty. Die gevolge van ons acties gaan nie weg gaan nie. Ons is guldig. Ons het aangeaf, maar jy is nie condemned. En ek denk dit is soos die grootste realization that means not to be What happens when we step into this relationship? So, we're not safe, but we're free from it. We're not condemned. What happens now? Erstens, you forfeit the right to condemn yourself. You have no more the right to yourself to condemn, to be guilty, to do what you've done, because you're not your own. You're not more a beer of your own condemnation and to do it. You're not more the judge. That's actually better said. You don't belong to yourself anymore. You're guilty, but not condemned. Your guilt will remind you, but it won't define you. Your past becomes a pivot point to look up in gratitude for God. The more you've been forgiven of, the more your capacity is to love and to be grateful. So, kijk as iemand aangejaag het, en jy sê vir hulle, ek vergewe jou, hoeveel liefde en meer forgiveness die nou ander mense ervaar hulle dan. En ek weet, ek denk as Matthies 6 vers 14 wat sê, 
die wat nie vergewe nie, sal God ook nie vergewe nie. So, sodra mens besef dat ons is vergewe en ons is nie meer condemned nie, dan kan mens in die relationship in tree. <laughs> so what happens when we step into this relationship? You forfeit the right to condemn others. So jy het ook jy met die recht om ander mense te condemn en te judge en te sê, maar hoor jy het aangejaag en die teen hulle tou nie. Want as iemand recht gemaak het, dan gaan ons aan. You can't judge others and just write them off. So by keer dan, skryf mens net mense af, want hulle het nou aangejaag, hulle drama gemaak, maar ek wil nie nou meer met hulle meng nie. En dis nie goed sy hart nie. The more judgmental you are, the more sin you have. Love the unlovable and forgive the unforgivable. Then if you thing, you're free to restitution. You need to make right with God and with the person. So humble yourself. And Don't go back with your excuses. Want dit veroorzaak dit neersje, dit maak dat die, die pit wat in die persoon sit, wat net die pit van seer is, dit maak dat dit net groter groei en groei en groei. You can open up a terrible spot of bitterness the other person might feel towards you, and it can then start to heal. Someone is probably waiting for you to make the first move, and your pride shouldn't stand in the way. We fear the consequences of confessions more than the consequences of our actions, but shouldn't. So, so baie keer, dan denk mys aan, maar hoe gaan hierdie persoon reageer, as ek nou gaan probeer recht moe? Gaan hulle dit nog steeds thema hou? Gaan hulle nog steeds hierdie ding binnen in hulle sit? Gaan dit nog steeds die awkwardness en die, jy weet, mys die tens vibe wat mys het met die persoon? Gaan dit nog steeds daar wees? Want mys weet mys dan, jy het geen beheer oor dit nie. In plaas van net die consequences van ons acties. En ek gaan ons praat oor envy. There is no win with comparison. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. When we are envious, we are focused on others, but it leaves us competing with people that don't even know there's a competition. We think we fall short. Everyone is competing with each other. Everyone is determining where they are based on where everyone else is. Okay, so what do you want to do with envy experience? Want I feel like Ek weet nie of jylle daarmee sikkel nie, maar ek sal gereeld myself vergelijk met ander mense. Nou, hoe, doen, hoe fix ons dit? Eerstens, take a step back. Raak net rustig, loop net weg, focus net eers op, in hy peace inkom. Give it a name. So, as ons het identificeer, dan gaan al die kracht van dit weg. Want, onthou die vijand wil altyd in die donker te werk, hy wil nie geidentify word, hy wil nooit in die licht gebring word nie. So, gee dit die naam. Ek voel nou, Ek voel nou die envy. Ek weet hierdie is envy of jealousy of wat ook al. Declare, you're not the boss of me. Maar ook belangrijk, because of Jesus. <laughs> Just stop it. Hou net op. Change your mind. Focus op die blessings wat jy het in Jesus. Change focus. Dis jy altemaal al wat het is. Net die, die U-turn wat mens eindig maar moet maak. Questions to ask yourself. For whom are you working hard? What is driving you? Want baie keer dan voel mens, jy moet iets bewys aan een specifieke persoon, of het nou jou ouders is, of het vriende is, of het collega's is, jou baas is, wat ook al. Wat is dit wat jou drijf? What are you proving, and to whom are you trying to prove it? Who are you competing for? And why are you depriving yourself of enjoyment? Envy is miserable. Mens is altyd opgewerk en, ek is hartseer, of wat ook al emotie wat jy kan um, experience, maar dit is definitief nie joy nie. Basis, hoekom doen jy wat jy doen? 
What does envy do? Envy ruins relationships. Soveel vriendskappe word opgemors as gevolg van die, die jaloezie en die envy ten oor persoon. Ek meen, hoeveel mense gin actually vir mekaar iets in een vriendskap? Het is so min dat mense dit krijg. Envy steals our joy. Nie jy of die ander persoon is gelukkig nie. Envy throws us off balance. Net as guilt, wat ons gebraad het van die gewig wat op ons le en wat ons terughoud. Envy isn't the problem to solve, but an energy to manage. You will never experience God's purpose for your life if you're focused on the purpose God gave to others. Ek love that way. So, boss, he's focused on your lane. As jy in a resies hardloop, gaan jy ons nou nie rondkijk om sien waar hardloop die andere persoon nie. Focus net op jou lane en jou eindpaal waar jy voel uitkom, want God het vir ons elkeen a lane gegeet. <laughs> you can't compete your way to peace. Okay, ek wil ga hierdie quote lees. Dis van hierdie boek wat ek nou lees. Ek is maal hier oor. Jordan Peterson. Ek weet nie of jylle van ken nie. Hy is a professor in psychology en my het ook nou een paar jaar terug het by sy hartrede gegeen. So, hy het die a paar rules for life gegeen wat mens moet volg. So, rule number four is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. So ek denk die uitdaging is om altyd seker te maak dat misgroei, I guess, dat jy beter raak as wat jy gister was, want Godse hart vir ons is om te groei, nie net om in een spot te bly nie. Use other people's stories as inspiration, not intimidation. God says to love one another, not to compare yourself to others. You can't do both at the same time. Jy kan nie lief is vir iemand wanneer jy jaloers is op die persoon nie. Kan ek vir iemand vraag om vir ons in Krinteers 13 vers 4 tot 8 te lees? Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked, nor overly sensitive and easily angered. Not on. Um, it does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Um, but as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. Okay, so that was now what is liefde? And I weet als in een vertaling wat het sê, love is not envious. So basis man het net weer recap. Ons kan nie iemand lief hee en compare of compete met alle gelijktijdig nie. Ja, ons gaan volgende week aangaan nog met nog een paar emoties en net weer recap van alles saam. So ja, ek gaan gauw vir ons bid. Dankie Jesus dat ons hier allemaal by mekaar kan lees en hier is het dankie net vir die liefde. Hier is het dankie dat ons net dit wat in ons harte aangaan hier is het dat ons het net vir u kan oorgee, net kan surrender tot u, Jesus. Hier is het, ek vraag u net vir ons, a refiner's fire, so wees soos wat ons vanavond gepraat het, dat ons harte net so skoon gemaakt word, hier is het, dier die vier, en alle aardse menselijke gevoelens en gedagtes net so uitgebrand sal word, hier is het. Hier is het dankie dat ons net u hoop ook kan vraag in hierdie journey, waar ons al hierdie emoties en goed waarmee ja, mens dat voel, dis die bas van jou, dat dit net sal, um, beklaai word, dat jy vir ons in dit fight ook, en dat ons net kan oorgee in jy. In Jesus naam, Amen.